Welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults. Today we have three awesome teens in another Tales from Teens with Skylar, Hallie, and Aisha. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. We have another great Tales from Teens today. We have three awesome friends. We have these great girls who have some experiences they want to share with other teens. We love learning from teens and take what they've already learned in their young lives and be able to apply it to other teens. So today we have Tales from Teens with Skylar, Hallie, and Aisha. Thank you so much for joining us today, girls. Welcome to Becoming. Thank you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're so excited to get to know you guys more. Why don't you guys each introduce yourself and tell us a little about you. Hi, I'm Skylar, and I like greeting and chickens and ducks and dancing. (laughs) So fun. What do you mean by chickens? (laughs) Uh, We own chickens and ducks, and I like to just go out there and sit with them. (laughs) They're really cute. We fill up their pond, and they like to splash around. Oh, cute. Do you gather the eggs? I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, we do. So much fun. Who else do we have here? My name is Hallie. (laughs) So I grew up in Blanding, Utah my whole life, and I'm 17 years old, and I like to be in dance and theater. I'm Aisha. I moved here from Minnesota when I was in first grade, and I like socks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I really don't. I think socks are the worst. (laughs) It depends. Like, if it's anyone else's socks, I think they're gross. But, like, I love going to the store and buying socks. And, like, when I go to school, I can wear, like, weird socks underneath my jeans and boots. And no one knows. Like, it's just a little secret with myself. And I'm also 18, and I have five siblings, and I want to be a pilot. Oh, that's cool. I love that you already know what you want to do. What kind of a pilot do you want to be? (laughs) Just a commercial air pilot. Nothing too fast. Just a commercial air pilot. (laughs) That's awesome. You were all like super close friends, right? Yeah, yeah, really close. Now, what activities do you guys do together? We're all on the dance team. We all were for four years, and then we were all involved in theater with each other at some point. And same with student council. Oh, and yeah, then there's like church activities and stuff that we all go to together. National Honor Society. We all oh, lifeguard yeah. together too. Yeah, we're literally the same people. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. That's awesome. You guys, I also saw that you guys have done a lot of event planning for some church stuff. What is like one of the funner activities that you guys have been able to plan? Um, So we live in Blanding and it's really small. And so we'll have like a tri-steak dance where we have everyone in Blanding and then we invite steaks from Monticello and Moab to come. 
And those are super fun to plan because like there's just so many people there and you get to meet new people, which never happens. So That's so fun. My favorite dance is the Halloween dance because everyone dresses up. This last year, me and Skylar were fishers of men. So we dressed up as fishermen and we had books of Mormon with us. It was awesome. <laughs> it was really you guys good. are so creative. <laughs> yeah, and we also planned Pixie Week. We got to put people together for that. What is Pixie Week? Pixie Week, it's like secret santa but we do it for a week of uh, the week of valentine's day like a week before mm-hmm. and so in seminary we have like these little flyers and they'll ask you if you want to do it like they'll hand out hand them out to people and they just have questions like what your address is and then if you have any allergies and what things you like to do and what foods you like to eat and then we hand them all back in and then the sick youth council will go through and like decide who's paired with who and so then throughout the week you do three acts of kindness like you can you can wash their car for them or something, but it has to be anonymously because you don't want them to know who you are yet. And then we have the Valentine's dance and then we have a, we have two different pixie dances. So like we'll do a girl's pixie dance where the, all the girls will go and find their pixie and be like, Hey, I'm your pixie. And then you dance. Oh, cute. <laughs> that is so much fun. That is so cute. I love that. I am just shocked how much you can all fit into your day. <laughs> all those yeah. How do you do it all? I personally, I hate not being busy. Like, since school has, like, kind of died down for us, I haven't been involved in a lot of things, and it almost feels wrong that I'm not constantly doing something, but I just feel that yeah. since we're in a small community, we have so many different opportunities to be part of so many different things that we really need to take advantage of that, and I think that we're really good at taking advantage of that. Wow, that's awesome. Do you ever feel overwhelmed because yes. you come in at the same time? That is hard. When things all pile up, it definitely gets overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys deal with that when things get a little crazy? A lot of times when I have a lot of stuff to do, I'll make a list and like plan it out at what time I'll do what. Because a lot of times when I like condense it into a list, it's like three things in all reality that I was was freaking out about. So Mm -hmm. you're you're speaking Erica's love language. (laughs) (laughs) She is a list person. She'll give me a list. It's very helpful. Yeah. But I do think that's right. We live in this overwhelm where we're like, I have so much to do, I have so much to do, and then we don't do anything because it's just too much. But then when you really just dissect it, write it down, you're like, wait, I can totally do this. I can get this done. But with being so active and having so many things on your plate, um, was there ever a time when you wanted to cut something and just say, I just can't do that anymore? Or did you just push through? Um, For me, I... I did cut some things out because like it was too much and then I wasn't doing a good job with the things I was involved in. So like gymnastics, like I loved it and I feel like I, I'm glad I did it and I learned a lot from it. But then like when it was time to say goodbye, I just did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried track for three days and then like I fell on the first day and I hurt myself really bad, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't something that I was super interested in. It's just something I wanted to try, but I realized I don't need to be involved in everything. So it was just good to cut it out after trying it for a little bit. I think that's so important to be really self-aware, but recognizing like, okay, this is not going to work for me. It's okay to stop an activity if you realize it's not gelling for you. Although I'm really kind of someone that's like, you committed, you push through very often, but at the same time, you don't want to give partially to so many things. Like Skylar was saying, you don't want to give like part of you just to a bunch of things. You want to really commit and do a good job at what you are deciding to be a part of. 
I want each of you to share an experience or something that has helped shape you or helped you grow and develop into who you are today. Okay. Um, we were talking earlier about like how busy we are and stuff and like lots of those activities have helped me become who I am. But like, I think the main thing was being a part of seminary, but you were saying like, how do you take a break from all the crazy? The seminary um, has something that has really helped me because you just like escape from all the rest of the world. And it's just a really good way to like find the direction in my life where I want to go. I love that you have had that ability to have seminary to kind of step back from the everyday busyness of life and to focus on what you want and what matters to you. I think that's really a special thing to be able to do in the middle of your day as a high schooler. Okay, Hallie, I want to know if you've had any specific experiences or anything that has helped shape you through your teen years. Yeah, the main thing that has shaped me is drill team. Something for drill, we have to be able to get our splits to be a part of the competition dances. And Skylar and Aisha both worked really hard to get theirs, but they ended up getting theirs a lot sooner than mine. I never ended up getting my right splits. I was really, really close, so I was able to be a part of the competition dances, but it took about three years, and they got theirs in their first year. Yeah, in their first year. So that was really disappointing because my sophomore year, I was cut from all the competition dances and everyone else made it. So it was really, really disappointing and kind of heartbreaking for me, even though it may not have been for other people. But something that really shaped me just helped me have empathy for other girls who are now cut from dances and just to really, really work hard at something that I wanted, even if it doesn't come as naturally as it does for other girls. Wow, that's so mature. That was really hard for me. I got cut from the basketball team. And it was like, those are your friends, you know, who you are used to being around. And it is really hard to swallow. But I love how you used it as a way to be empathetic towards other people. So I know you kept doing Did you just keep doing dance, but you just get cut from specific dances? Yeah, so we have three main competition dances, and those are the ones I was cut from. We do have a couple of other camp dances that we perform for our community, which I was a part of, so that was good that I wasn't cut from all of them. But it was, like, competition is a big deal, and so it was really hard to just go to competition with the rest of the team but not being able to perform with the rest of them. Oh, that yeah, that's so challenging. And I love that you didn't just quit altogether. Mm-hmm. So you just kept pushing and trying to get better. Yeah, I ended up being able to make both junior and senior year all of the competition dances. So that check that out. A lot better. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations. That's so fun. I wish I could watch you guys perform. Aisha, what about you? Um, oh boy, there's so many different things, but like I think the biggest thing is like these past two years, my mom went. She had an associate's degree. And a couple years ago, she decided to go back to school to become an RN. And she actually just graduated last month. So I'm super proud of her. But for a while there, it was really hard because it was like not having a mom at home almost. Until then, like obviously my family was like at the top of my priorities. But like I was always gone with friends and I always wanted to do this with my friends because I was so involved with everything. And like Skylar lives across the street from me. So we, we were literally the same person. I, I don't know. My friends were just everything. When my mom started going to school, I had to kind of like man up and take on more responsibilities than most, like probably my friends had, you know? So before, a little bit before that, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And so she was still going through those treatments while she went to school. Wow. And then that's, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't end there. And then at the end of her first year going back to school, um, we found out that she was pregnant. And so... <laughs> 
I would like at first I was really hurt. I didn't, we already had four kids in our family and it, like I felt like they didn't even have enough time for us. So why are you having another one? But like after we had my little brother, Alec, he's a year old now. I like, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like he's the best thing that's ever happened to our family. That's shaped who I am today because like now family is way high above anything else. So yeah. Wow. I mean, what an experience for you to go through. Isn't it interesting how we're so resistant to change? Like, ah, what's going on? You know, especially with your brother being born. But when we really just step back and like, see if you could have had the perspective you have now, like he's the best thing that's ever happened to us. Mm -hmm. I think that's so telling for us to realize that God knows what he's doing. Right? Like it's natural to be resistant. It's so natural. But now that you have seen the blessings of everything you've been through and you're saying this is something that's been the biggest shaping tool of your life, all these hard experiences you have to go through are for a specific reason and they bring blessings at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what did you learn from watching your mom go through all of these things? What did you learn from your mom specifically? So so many things, but like one of the biggest things I have to say is that like, like, kind of like you said, like everything happens for a reason because like through it all, she had so much faith. Like, like we never heard her once wonder like why it was her that was diagnosed with cancer or something like that. She just pushed through it all. And I actually overheard her one time. I was just brushing my teeth in the bathroom and this was, she doesn't have cancer anymore. Like she's been clear for a few months now, but um, I was just brushing my teeth in the bathroom and you know, minding my own business. And I heard her and my dad talking on the couch and they were talking really low and in Spanish because that's what they do and they don't want us to hear yeah. what they're saying. But in all reality, we can all still hear. But, um, I didn't really hear anything that they said, but my dad asked her a question. And she was like, I don't know. Like, I just know that everything happens for a reason. So no matter what happens, like, we're all going to be okay. And, like, I literally just stopped and I started bawling in the bathroom. But, yeah, wow. that's probably the biggest thing that I learned. I love how influential your mom has been to you. I think that's amazing. And I'm so proud of her for all that she's been through and accomplished. And I'm proud of you. I'm really (laughs) proud of you for stepping up and doing what you needed to do to support your family and everything that was going on. Uh, But as a mother, I have considered going back to school, but it just scares me (laughs) because there's so many balls that you have to juggle. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so thankful she had a daughter like you to step up and (laughs) to help keep those balls in the air. That must have been a heavy, heavy couple of years. You made it. And look at yeah. you've grown. You've grown and you learned some, you've learned so much through it. That's so great. Oh, yeah, for sure. I want to know if you guys have any other, anything else you'd like that you've been through that you think will be helpful to other teens to hear. Okay, I'll go. Um, I don't know where to start, but, like, I've, I have, like, anxiety And so um, I've had it since like freshman year, but I didn't really realize what it was because I just, I just thought I was super shy. Like that's who I'd always been. And so like, it was just normal. But then towards the end of sophomore year, I started to like, it started to get a lot worse over the summer. I didn't really have anything to do. And that's part of the reason I keep myself so busy right now is because if I have things to do, I won't sit in one place and overthink everything. Like my life is a mess, you know? So if I just keep myself busy, then there's things to do. And so, um, junior year was, junior year was really rough. I had a lot of hard classes. Like everyone says junior year is the hardest. And it was because like, I took a lot harder classes. I had started taking some college classes. We just barely got a soccer team. 
I had played soccer up until eighth grade, but I had to stop because there was no high school team. And so I was super pumped to be on that. And like, I would, I would never take back the experiences that I had on that team, but it was rough to go to drill at five 30 in the morning and then go to school at eight. And then after school have to stay till five 30 because of soccer practice. And so I feel like I was just like, I felt like I was pulling myself apart. I was stretching so many different directions and I picked up a habit of pulling on my hair and like, like at first it was just twirling my hair because that just been a thing that I'd, I've done since I was little, but then it, I started pulling my hair out. And so I had like little bald spots everywhere and I was super self-conscious about that, which like did not help anxiety at all. It really didn't, had never dawned on me that I might have anxiety or that there's people that could help with this. And so one day I was talking to my aunt about it and she was like, I used to have anxiety when I was your age and so did your mom. So like, I don't know if it's genetic, but like you might want to look into that. And I kind of just brushed it off. But then a couple of weeks later, I was at school and I was just having the worst day and I was like holding back tears all day. And then the next day at practice, I was talking to my coach, Gina, and I told her how I was feeling and she sent me up with the school counselors. And I just felt so stupid because like, I felt like no one else was going through this. Like, why do I need help with this? This is, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm just nervous all the time. There should be something quick and easy and I had prayed so hard about it like I just wanted Heavenly Father to take it away from me because it was I just felt like it was stupid it wasn't that big of an issue I should be able to handle it myself but um I went to see a school counselor and he helped and he referred me to another counselor like at a clinic and so I went to her and I was really embarrassed at first like I did not want to I wanted nothing to do with it i I'd run into the clinic and I'd cover my book that like my workbook that she gave me because it had anxiety on it in really big words. And I didn't want anyone to know. And I was just so embarrassed. And like, even my parents were like, where are you going? And I was like, I have an appointment. And like, they knew why I was going. Like they, it was no big deal to them. So they'd say it in front of my siblings. And I was like, gosh, why are you doing this to me? Um, after a few weeks of going and seeing her, I realized this was something that a lot of people struggle with and it's completely normal. Like, And it's nothing that I should be embarrassed about, like getting help for this, because there are people out there that are, they've literally gone to school to help people that are going through things like this. And so I don't play with, I do play with my hair, but I don't pull it out anymore. And I'm just like, I'm so much happier. I've noticed like that the quality in my life has improved so much. I'm sure like these guys know that there was a while there that I got super quiet and I just like, I never wanted to leave my house, but, um, (laughs) But um, these guys helped a lot to kind of pull me out of that. I have totally felt what you felt. And it's scary. Like, it's scary to feel that scared, (laughs) you know? And, like, feeling that as a teen is really hard. And then feeling like you're the only one is really hard. And then being scared about what people think about you getting help is hard. So there's just so many levels of the difficulty. So I really think it's so great for you to share because teens need to know that they're not the only ones. They need to know that. And it's so important. If you ignore it, it's just going to get worse. I'm so glad you got help. You need to be able to reach out. And I'm so glad that you have awesome friends who helped you and like made you feel loved and safe. It only gets better by people sharing what they've experienced. So Exactly. I completely agree with everything you just said. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so, I'm so thankful you were vulnerable enough to talk about it. And it's so funny that the more you do, 
it gets easier. And you're like, I'm not weird. A lot of people experience similar things. You just have to be the first one, often in a group of friends, to be brave enough to voice it and say, I'm struggling. Like, I need help and I'm going through this. And it's scary at first, but the more you do it, it's like opening this door that other people now feel like they can talk to you. Like, they don't have to be a specific way or you know, perfect. It's like, oh my gosh, she's real and I can be real and I can connect on a different level now. So I'm grateful you guys have each other. That's so special. It's funny you said that like one person has to say it first because I know I was really scared to like go talk to a counselor, but like I heard Aisha talking about it and I was like, oh, like that's my best friend. She does the same thing. Like I don't need to be worried about it either. So that gave you courage to like go do what you needed to do. Yeah. I love that. Look at that. You're inspiring each other. So awesome. Did you want to say something, Hallie? Um, uh, so my mom has depression, and she's, because of that, she was able to help me recognize my different symptoms of oncoming depression. Because of my sophomore year, when I was cut from those dances, I mean, it seems kind of silly, because it meant a huge deal to me when I was cut, that like I started going into a depression, because I felt so left out that I wasn't part of anything else. And so she really was able to help me recognize that and have me go talk to counselors like these guys have also before. And so when they brought it up to me before that they were going to counseling, that I wasn't really afraid to share about it because before kind of I was embarrassed that I had to go talk to someone about my feelings professionally. And then uh, junior year, I was voted to be a part of Hope Squad. Do you guys know what Hope Squad is? No. no. Okay, so Hope Squad is a thing that was kind of invented in Provo, Utah, and it's kind of spreading throughout Utah and then throughout the rest of the world. It's um, a peer-based kind of voting thing where you vote anonymously, depending on the number of peers in your grade, that you would feel comfortable talking to them about like any emotional or just emotional problems that you have that you wouldn't feel comfortable talking to an adult or counselor. Since we're not professionals, we just provide information that can help them or to go we try to be their support to go talk to professionals. And I was voted a member of that and I was able to talk to several different kids and get them to go talk to the counselors. And I went with them to talk to counselors. And so really being able to have my parents be through that and like being able to help myself and was able to help others, it really helped me open up my eyes that like that we're all going to be going through that kind of stuff. Wow. I love that you took your own experience and helped others. What a cool program, right? I've never heard of that, but no, I'm like that's so impressed. Genius. I think that's such an awesome resource. I'm so glad to hear that there's things like that out there because I totally get that. I think that because people are sharing, it's just becoming such a much more healthy thing for everybody to realize that there's going to be times in your life when you may need help and it's totally normal. I think what is stopping us from being so open and it's just that feeling of shame and that is what's really stopping us from having connection and changing and growing. We get stuck in this little box thinking, I can't tell anyone because they won't like me if they know this. But the truth is, like, they'll love you more. So true. All right. If you've listened to our other interviews, we ask each of our guests what they would tell their teenage selves. But what we'd love to hear from you guys is what you would tell your freshman self if you could go back in time. Okay, I would tell my freshman self to, like, not have a steady boyfriend all the time because <laughs> I don't know, like I felt like if I didn't have someone that liked me or like if I didn't like someone then like I was almost doing something wrong like oh I, I need to have this and so like I would always be constantly worried about boys 
now, like looking back, I feel like I wasted a lot of time on people that didn't really matter. And when like I could have been hanging out with my friends or my family and doing so many more important things. And I wish, I really wish I would have not been so concerned about that and focused on the more important things. I think that's a great piece of advice. I could have used that myself <laughs> when I was in high school. I have not heard that one yet. And I think that's a great <laughs> advice. Not yeah. that boys aren't great, but it doesn't, it shouldn't be everything. <laughs> and my mom always told me like, don't always be worried about boys. And I was like, I don't really care about what you're saying. So like, <laughs> <laughs> now you're, you're saying. <laughs> uh, all right. How about you, Hallie? I wrote mine down. So awesome. Read it. So don't always care what others think because generally they're too worried about their own faults to even think about any of yours. Uh, next, get involved in everything. You don't know who you are yet freshman year. So try lots of different options to see what interests you. And you can also make a lot of different friends that way. And finally, to go along with Skyler's, don't steady date. So this one's difficult because normally you have to experience it for yourself because you're like, that's not going to happen to me. That's not what it's going to be like. Uh, but some of the best dates that I've ever been on is with guys that like I was just friends with and nothing more. It was just really fun time and there wasn't any pressure to impress them. It was just hanging out with some good people, having doing a fun activity. So that being said, I wish I didn't care what other people thought of me it was literally a waste of my time every second and minute was a waste of my time to care about what others saw about myself but I'm glad that I was able to get involved in a lot of different things because it helped me accomplish different things and I learned about lots of different groups of people and it helped me gain a lot more confidence especially theater that's awesome so I love what you said but I want you guys to all remember that as you become older and as you become moms because it's something that you like deal with in high school and then you deal with it again as you get older. I feel like you are trying to redefine who you are as moms and like for whatever reason, it totally happens again later in life sometimes. So remember that you shouldn't be wasting time about thinking what other people think about you. How about you, Aisha? It's very similar to what she said. What I would tell my freshman self is to not fake your confidence. I feel like it's a balance. Like on one side you have confidence and on the other side you have humility. And if you are faking your confidence and that side goes up, then you're not going to be very humble at all. And inside you honestly feel worthless because your confidence is so fake. Like it's meaningless. I feel like it's the same if you go the other way because if like if you are way too humble, almost like I guess it's not humble, but like if you have like self-destructive thoughts and things like that and you're not nice to yourself, then you're not going to have any confidence. And so I feel like there's definitely a balance. And I feel like the key to confidence is humility. There's so many times where I hear someone saying something and I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you like this? Like, I could have done that so much better. Like, I know what I'm doing. And then I like think I'm like, oh my gosh, chill out. I did not raise you to be this way. Like, literally, <laughs> I feel like the more humble I am, the more confident I am because I realize like there are things that I need to work on, but there's also things that I'm good at. There's no way I would have been able to find what I was good at if I wasn't able to see those things that I wasn't good at. And so you have to have them both. You can't just have one. So I have not really thought of that in that way before with the like humility and faking confidence. It's one thing to be confident, like com true confidence is beautiful and should totally be there but when you are faking it or if you're being overconfident or conceited and then it's a totally different balance so I love I love that that's a really great lesson to learn just like on top of like being humble like you have to realize that 
there are people that are going to be better than you. Like Skylar is an amazing singer. And while I can, like, I can carry a tune, like she's awesome. And it's okay that she's better than me. It took me a long time to realize that it's okay that Hallie is better at talking in front of people than I am. But there are strengths that I have. Like I can speak Spanish better than these two can. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) But like humble yourself to realize you need help and to know that it's okay to go get help. Humble yourself to know that you you're going to have questions in class and like to raise your hand and ask them because I promise there are other kids in that class that have no idea what the teacher just said. So like, I don't know, just humble yourself enough to ask for help. So, yeah. I love that you can recognize other people's strengths and not compare yourself to them. It's a beautiful thing when you can get to that point where you have enough confidence in who you are that other people's accomplishments don't diminish you at all. It's just wonderful. We all have our own strengths and purposes on this earth. And we don't need to like say, ah, oh, I don't have that. I'm not good enough. No, I don't need that for what I need to do in my lane for you know, my purpose. So I just want to know like, what is in the water in Blanding? Because all of your teens are so awesome. You're so involved in so many things. You're really driven, motivated. You're beautiful. Like, What's going on down there in Blanding that we don't know about? <laughs> I honestly think it's because we're so, like, tight-knit. Like, we've had the same grade since kindergarten. So, I, like, I know everyone in my grade. Granted, it's only, like, 70 people. We're all really close to each other, I feel like. Yeah, and okay. there's, like, only so many things you can do. And so when you need, like, I don't know how many players are on a basketball team, but, like, everyone who plays basketball also plays football because if you had to choose one or the other, we wouldn't have enough for both teams, you know? <laughs> When I think about it, I'm really glad that we have a small town because you know everybody, you can be involved in almost every activity at the school and still like be seen on stage or so, things like that. As teens, you, are, you can have as much fun as your friends are willing to have. That's, yeah. that's I agree, especially because we're so broke. Like, There's only so much you can do without money, so it's yeah. up to us, you know? So what are you guys' future plans? What do you guys got in the works? I am going to go to... BYU-Idaho in the fall, and I'm going to major in early childhood education, preschool teacher. Our kids are in preschool, so <laughs> we like are obsessed with their preschool program. And I would love for someone like you to be able to guide them and teach them. <laughs> I think great. Good. I'm staying here for the fall term because this summer and fall I'm going to be working two different jobs, one in the morning and one in the evening. And so I'm going to stay here for USU Eastern. Then in the spring I want to transfer up to USU Logan to become – a psychologist, maybe a, a child psychologist. Wow, that's awesome. I'm barely figuring out what I want to do. You guys are so driven. I think it's amazing. What about you, Aisha? Um, so I just barely started my papers to go on a mission. And so I can't leave until September, which means I'll be gone for 18 months starting in September. Then after that, I want to go to SUU in Cedar and I'm going to go to flight school. Sweet. That's going to be awesome. I wish everyone could see, like we do a conference call where we can see each other. And I wish everyone listening could see you three together. Like I've seen fist bumps. <laughs> yes, I was thinking the exact same thing. I've it's seen so fist cute. bumps back, like hugs. I've just, you can feel your like love and support for each other. And it's just really been fun to watch your connection to each other. And I just wish everyone could experience watching you because having deep, real friendships is so important. And I think that you guys will just keep that bond for years to come. We've been able to speak to 
17s from Blanding now. And I have been just overwhelmed with how incredible each of you are and just what bright futures you have ahead of you. And I just really wanted to thank Michelle Jones for bringing this group together. She is a listener we have from the Blanding area, and she has gathered these amazing teens for us to be able to learn from. So thank you, Michelle. Do you guys just love her? Yeah. yeah, 10 out of 10. It's cool neighbor. <laughs> oh, so your neighbors. It didn't take you long to get there. Oh, no. Nope. Just walked across the street. <laughs> we love hearing from you teens. Don't you think you learn the best learning from each other's experiences? Yeah. Because like some adults say like, yeah, we've been there. We know what we're going through. And in some cases that's true, but the world has definitely changed a lot. And so we definitely experienced a lot of different things differently. Exactly. And that's why we love having you guys on so other teens can learn from you. So thank you for taking the time and being so vulnerable and willing to share with us. That really means a lot to us. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast. We loved having you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for being here. If you are a teen or a young adult that would like to share your experiences with other young listeners, you can connect with us through Instagram or you can email us at becoming4teens at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We hope you have a great week.